KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, March 2nd. How San Diego's crisis pregnancy centers are controversial. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The man who shot and killed Robert F. Kennedy in 1968 was denied parole again yesterday. Sirhan Sirhan is housed at the Donovan Correctional Facility in San Diego. Though a different board approved Sirhan's release the last time, yesterday's board denied him parole on his 16th try. Sirhan's lawyer, Angela Berry, told the AP that she thinks the current parole board is influenced by Governor Newsom, who overturned Sirhan's approved parole last time around. At that time, the governor said, among other things, that Sirhan had not taken full responsibility for killing Kennedy. Sirhan will be eligible for parole again in three years. After a couple days of stormy weather, the county skies are expected to be clear and sunny today. But don't let that fool you because temps will still be chilly. According to the National Weather Service, temps will be in the 50s. A frost advisory is also in effect until 8 this morning in San Diego's coastal areas. During the advisory, temperatures as low as 34 degrees will form into frost. The final two games of the UCSD men's basketball season have been canceled because of COVID-related health and safety protocols. The Tritons' final two games were scheduled for today and Saturday. No extra details were shared regarding what led to the cancellations. The games will not be rescheduled and will be declared no contests. UCSD announced ticket refund information would be emailed to anyone affected. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. California has long been a bastion of reproductive rights, even more so since the demise of Roe v. Wade last year. But anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers still outnumber abortion clinics in the state and county. Investigative reporter Amitha Sharma has more. If you want to keep your baby and you want to be a mom, I would encourage you to do so. This is the voice of a Latina in a video on the Pregnancy Care Clinic website. The clinic is one of 16 crisis pregnancy centers in San Diego County. Similar centers operate nationwide, and advocates and regulators say some perpetuate confusion over the services they provide. First and foremost, they don't provide abortions. They don't provide abortion referrals. They don't provide contraception. California Attorney General Rob Bonta says scores of crisis pregnancy centers across California misrepresent themselves and they manipulate women. They generally want to counsel you away from seeking an abortion and people who are seeking an abortion come in and they're asking themselves, why am I here? 
The Alliance, a statewide women's rights and gender equality group, found nearly 180 of these centers operating in California. The centers outnumber abortion clinics in San Diego and in the state. The single mom in the pregnancy care clinic video describes her ordeal. She's grappling with finishing her education and trying to pull her family out of poverty. She says her loved ones were clear about what she should do. They wanted me to get an abortion, and it was devastating. She says she canceled two abortion appointments. After scheduling a third, she phoned a friend at Pregnancy Care. The friend first urged her to come in for an ultrasound to see her unborn child, who she named Zion. As soon as I saw Zion, he was waving. She says she sobbed. Because I was feeling ashamed of myself for wanting to get an abortion. Pregnancy Care Clinic did not respond to an interview request from KPBS. Christine Henneberg is a family physician based in Northern California who performs abortions. She says ultrasounds are a key tool of many crisis pregnancy centers. I've had women say to me, you're not going to make me look at the ultrasound, are you? Or they tell me the last place I went, they made me look at the ultrasound, even though I didn't want to see it. San Diego County Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer has harsh words for the industry. They're really preying on women at a vulnerable moment and offering often misleading information that limits our choices. There is nothing deceptive about what we do. The woman you just heard operates a local center. She did not want to reveal her name or that of her facility out of fear she would be targeted and KPBS altered her voice. She says when a pregnant woman enters her center, the staff provides her with evidence-based information from the CDC. The goal is to confirm her condition, determine how far along she is, and make sure the pregnancy is viable. Everything is done by her wishes and what she desires. She is respected and treated with dignity. That is what we do. She says her staff educate women on the different forms of abortion, what they should ask their doctors, and the after effects of a pregnancy termination. But she says her facility is not a crisis pregnancy center. A crisis pregnancy center is a very antiquated term, and now it's a derogatory term. Her place does not offer abortions or referrals because she says they are not within its scope. Isn't that really then the definition of a crisis pregnancy center? Retired San Diego OBGYN Nisa Whiteman says the centers have been around for decades. In the best of all worlds, they shouldn't exist. A 2015 California law required the centers to disclose if they aren't a licensed medical provider. But the U.S. Supreme Court struck it down in 2018, saying it violates free speech rights. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. This story was completed with information from the Reveal Reporting Network. A former San Diego resident is now suspected by police in an anti-Semitic incident that took place at the Anne Frank House in Amsterdam last month. iNewsource investigative reporter Jill Castellano has the story. In February, an anti-Semitic message appeared on the Anne Frank House in Amsterdam, alleging her diary was a hoax. That prompted citizen sleuths to get involved. It isn't a joke. This is serious what they're doing. That's Mary, a resident of the Netherlands who tracks down right-wing extremists. 
we agreed not to use her last name to protect her safety. Mary said she found the original video of the incident, which was posted online by... His uh, nickname was uh, Arian Bacon. Arian Bacon. That's the online name used by 41-year-old Robert Wilson. Wilson was facing hate crime charges in San Diego County, but he escaped to Poland last year. Mary said she traced the route Wilson took from Poland to Amsterdam in the days before the incident. When she gave her research to the police, an officer told her they had ended up with the same suspect van and route as her. And it's very, very encouraging, of course. The police recently told a Dutch newspaper that they believe the suspect in the case is not residing in the Netherlands. And, quote, if he shows up within our borders, we will arrest him. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource investigative reporter Jill Castellano. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. Coming up, we have details on the San Diego Arab Film Festival. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Academic workers at UCSD say the university isn't enforcing their new contracts. Education reporter M.G. Perez was at a protest yesterday. The latest rally by UC San Diego unionized academic workers was in support of two postdoctoral scientists who claim they are victims of academic bullying. Union members ratified new contracts in December that guarantee them a respectful work environment. Dr. Rahatula Razan claims his professor denied him appropriate parental leave and considerations. She increased uh, my experimental load in such a way that I had to go home at midnight, like most of the days. And uh, since my wife is pregnant, I couldn't take care of her. Razan's supervising professor did not respond to our request for comment. The union workers say they will continue to call out violations by UC professors until their contracts are fully implemented. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The planned update of the University City Community Plan continues to cause controversy. Reporter Claire Strong met with residents with differing views. Adding that many housing units to our tiny little seven square mile region is pretty crazy. It's unreasonable. Bonnie Kutch moved to South University Town Center in 2016, but is now considering moving because of the University City Community Plan update. She thinks adding thousands of high-density residences will cause traffic chaos and is now helping organize a rally on March 11th. But UC San Diego student Aidan Lynn doesn't think the plan, which also aims to utilize the Blue Line trolley extension, goes far enough. 
There is a large section, thousands of students, that want to stay in San Diego. They've made San Diego their home, but they may or may not have that opportunity to do so after they graduate, depending on if they can find housing, if they can find a good paying job. If approved, the plan would be a guide for development over the next 30 years. Claire Strong, KPBS News. The San Diego Arab Film Festival kicks off tomorrow with in-person screenings and food at the Museum of Photographic Arts in Balboa Park. The festival is put on by the nonprofit organization Karama and run by volunteers. My colleague Beth Acomando previews the festival with committee chairman Larry Christian and member Maha Gibara. Larry, we're on the eve of the 12th annual San Diego Arab Film Festival, sponsored by Karama. So give us a little background on the festival and what prompted you to start this. Well, we uh, decided to start it at the end of 2011 when people in San Diego's Arab community had been wanting to have an Arab film festival here for a long time. And a number of times a small group would try to get it started and they would get to a certain point and, uh, and couldn't kind of push it all the way through. So at the end of 2011, Karama decided that we would make sure that this happened. So we took it on and uh, had our first festival in uh, 2012. And the festival opens on Friday. So tell us about your opening night film, Alam. Alam is, a, uh, is Arabic for flag. It's about youth and a school within Israel. The school flies the Israeli flag, and there's a, a young guy who uh, meets a new girl in the school who is, has a more of an activist bent than he did, and he uh, started to get interested in it and joined a, an effort to replace the Israeli flag with the Palestinian flag. And Maha, you're going to be introducing a pair of films at the festival, so let's start by talking about Jasser, which is about a young Syrian man who comes to the United States after losing his entire family in Syria. Yes. You know, he's chasing his American dream, he's coming to the States, and then he hits certain barriers and begins to discover the divisiveness of U.S. politics. His next-door neighbor is an alcoholic, and he tries to help her and yet she refuses, and he gets into trouble trying to help her. Yeah, sir, how long have you been here? Uh, one, uh, once. A month ago? Yes. Any family living with you? No Jesse, you need to go to the immigration office and get yourself a permanent USID. Do you understand me? Yes, I, uh, I wait for a paper from a lawyer. So what Jasser does is really shows the importance of letting go of our biases and uh, preconceived notions and how it's so important to, being, to be there for your community and support them and because otherwise you will not be happy either. So it's about, to me, it, that's what it represents. It's about being a community with your neighbors, supporting them, and so on. And there's also a love story in there as well with, with the young man who is actually acted by the Lebanese, by a Lebanese guy. 
and he falls in love with one uh, with a girl and his co-star is actually none other than Lorraine Bracco for who many of you would know her as star in the Goodfellas and of course as the psychiatrist in the Sopranos so she is amazing it's a very powerful performance there I'm not gonna pretend I I know what you've been through but I do know what it is to lose someone you love your kid I'm pretty much dead to him he, I never hear from him and my my husband died a few years ago I just think that's why I'm I'm such a mess sorry for him die oh And that was a little clip featuring Lorraine Bracco from Josser. One of the things I liked about the film is how well it conveys Josser's point of view. One of the things about the film is, yes, you're beginning to see things through the eyes of the Syrian refugee. And then you start seeing yourself as well. So I think it's really good for everybody because you, it really opens your eyes to what's going on. And also how people perceive us here in, this, in the United States. And Larry, what is the breadth of the entries you're screening in terms of how many different countries are you getting submission from and choosing from? Well, we got probably 100 submissions, something like that, shorts and features from Morocco to Iran and the Gulf states and uh, Sudan. So it's, it really covers North Africa, Southwest Asia, even down into further south into Africa, we don't see many films from Sudan, so we were, we were anxious to show one when we came across one because people don't think of Arabs as being there. Right? One of our goals is to, is to show the breadth of the Arab world and Arab culture, and so we always try to pick a, a range. That was Larry Christian and Maha Gibara speaking with arts reporter Beth Hakamando. The San Diego Arab Film Festival begins tomorrow and runs this weekend and next at the Museum of Photographic Arts in Balboa Park. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.